0: everyone, hope you are all doing well. Thank you for tuning in to my literary podcast show, The Emsley Talk. I'm your host, Mason Emsley, and today I'll be finishing the discussion on the book that I have recently picked up. If you guys have not listened to my first episode on this series, I would recommend you go do that because this is the second episode of the two part series. Anyways, I will be summarizing my thoughts on the book Fifteen Dogs, written by Andre Alexis, in today's episode to give you guys some perspective on the novel. For those of you that have not listened to the last episode, I'll do a quick summary on the novel. So the story is about two gods that wager a bet that if they give dogs human intelligence, they will be just as unhappy and even more unsatisfied than humans are. Apollo, one of the gods, takes a side for this bet, and Hermes, the the other god, goes against it saying that humans are creative and intelligent and dogs will be happy to have this intelligence. The two brothers give human intelligence to a pack of 15 dogs and decide that the loser of this bet has to do two years of servitude to the other. The passage I'm about to read off to you all takes place at the end of the novel, so there will be spoilers. The last part of the novel is following the only dog of the 15 that is left, Prince. Apollo is getting angry that he may lose the bet because of a pet, so he makes Prince suffer by making him go blind and deaf to ensure that he dies unhappy. Prior to this, however, Prince had a fulfilled life with people that he loved and whom loved him back. So, from the passage, you guys will see, or you'll we'll hear, who has won the bet. Prince was not one to lose hope, but now hope abandoned him. He was alone in endless grey silence, his sense of smell and balance the only acute senses left to him. Now and then, he would be picked up by one of the men and put somewhere. This was the most disconcerting thing of all. Without warning, he would be at someone's mercy, in someone's arms. It helped that he could recognize the men by their smell, but it did not help much. Tired, old, deaf, and blind, Prince knew his time had come, and he tried to meet his fate with as much dignity as he could muster. He stopped eating and drank little. He retreated into the depths of himself and waited for a death that did not take long. One morning, he was picked up by the woman. He could feel her emotion. They were going somewhere, but Prince was too weak to mind. Outside, he felt the air on his muzzle. The lake came to him, its presence like a long-forgotten dream. It was a consolation. Then, they were traveling in a car, a sensation that reminded him of Kim. And that, too, was consoling. And Prince allowed himself to be consoled, his mood little influenced by the smells of the veterinary clinic. Though he knew this, the smell of soap, chemicals, and other animals was almost certainly the end. One would have said just before Prince died that Apollo had won his bet, that none of the dogs had died happy, that they had died as miserably or more so than humans did. Lying quietly on a metal table, too tired to object, Prince was despondent about the loss of his language. But then, as those around him went about the busyness of killing, one of his last poems returned to him. He heard it in his mind as if someone were reciting it, almost as if it were not his at all. At that exact moment, it struck him again how beautiful his language is. Certainly, if he was the last of his pack, it was sad that no creature alive knew it. But how wonderful that he, unexceptional though he had been, had been allowed to know it as deeply as he had. He had not explored all of its depths, but he had seen them and so it occurred to Prince that he had been given a great gift. More, it was a gift that could not be destroyed. Somewhere within some other being, his beautiful language existed as a possibility, perhaps as a seed. It would flower again. He was certain of it, and the certainty was wonderful. And so, against all exceptions, Prince's spirit soared in a word. He was happy as death came for him at last. As Prince lay dying, Apollo and Erms were once again at the Wheat Sheaf Tavern. Speaking of the dog, Apollo said, All right, I concede. The creature dies happy. It's all been very instructive. No, no, said Erms. Two years of servitude. That will be instructive. You do remember that you owed me ten, don't you? This just brings it down a little. My luck's changed, said Erms. I can feel it. You're right about being... About it being luck, said Apollo. And he protested theatrically that the wager had been unfair. His protests were not serious, however. Yes, it annoyed him that he had been cruel to one of his own, that a poet should be the reason for this loss to his brother. But really, it was a matter of pure chance who died happy and who did not, which is why, of course, he and Ermes had bet on the outcome in the first place. I chose to read that passage because it basically summarizes the book and how even though it's a pretty interesting topic, the novel is kind of pointless because it's just about two brothers that make a bet, and the book even goes on with Apollo wondering what cats would do with human intelligence or what humans would do if they had the intelligence of the gods. The novel is not a bad read as it is very descriptive, emotional, and gives an outsider perspective on how humans act. I just don't think the book is for everyone. If you're a psychological person and you like to observe human intelligence and that kind of stuff, then you will enjoy this book because it displays the effect of human intelligence on how we act and perceive things. Although the book was not my favorite, and I don't think I'll be reaching for this again just because some of the parts were dragged on and some actions the dogs would take towards certain situations were repetitive, The book did give me a new perspective on how humans all have the same intelligence, and with that, we act similar, but will most of the time interpret things differently. Thank you for listening to me today. I hope this gave you all a good perspective on the novel. It is a decently short novel, so if you are unsure about it, I would recommend giving it a try. All in all, I would give this book a 3.5 out of 5, only because I was bored at certain parts of the novel. But overall, it was a good concept for a story. Anyways, have a great day, everyone.